Good evening. Welcome. This is an episode of Pod Like a Hole, your favorite podcast where we talk about records a whole bunch, sometimes track by track. Sometimes we spend entire episodes talking about a band's history. Recently, we talked about the German band Rammstein's entire history and their self-titled album in 2019. And the amount of time it took to compile all of those recordings and release those podcasts, this goddamn band put another record out. A couple days ago, the single came out in, uh, I believe, February. Zeit was the single. It was also the title track of the album named Zeit. And then they put the record out. Uh, it was yesterday. I listened to it probably seven times. And I'll listen to it some more. And while we're killing some time here, while Mark gets his act together and releases the Depeche Mode episodes, Eric and I are going to talk about the new Rammstein record. Eric, how you doing? Hey man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, Fantastic. You know, Eric, I find it interesting. And in the the it's all connected man way of things uh-huh. that we recorded all those Rammstein episodes, and then soon after, Depeche Mode becomes something we got to talk about. And Rammstein, obviously influenced by Depeche Mode, covered Depeche Mode. A lot of parallels there between the two bands, and in, in my opinion, uh, between some of the the influences in the sound, and even the, if you had to translate or some of the lyrical content. Uh huh. And yeah. then, uh, you know, while, while we're doing the Rammstein sessions, the, this new album is stealthily put out. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. It was, uh, if we were reading the Dark Tower books, it would be called Ka or, or Kismet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, this album is for sure fair game. I mean, uh, it was being mastered while we were going through their history. Uh, you know, had we rolled the dice just a few days later, it would have been included in that three-part uh, epic recap. So, fair game. Well, it's interesting the way the album came about, uh, as was documented in the exhausting hardcore history episodes of Rammstein on Pod Like a Hole. You know, they take their time and they put albums out when they want to. And their last record was after a 10-year layoff uh, between 2009's uh, Libre es Fur Alada and then 2019's self-titled album. And they, they, they get together, they record when they want, um... Sometimes it sounded like the band was on the verge of possibly breaking up or they were just tired of each other. But, uh, you know, these guys have played music together for decades now. And like any kind of family or a group of close friends, they do have their ups and downs. But if you're true blue, Ethelene, you're always going to come back together. And that's what they do. And what's interesting about this one is that unlike the, uh, the back-to-back records of Reese Reese and Rosenrot. Where if you listen to Rosenrot and even during the press of Rosenrot, they said, yeah, this new album's got some leftovers of the last one and we fleshed it out a bit. This one doesn't sound like that at all to me. It sounds more like they said, hey, we've got some time to kill. Let's make the, bo- the, mo- the most of it. And uh, I think you can hear that in the kind of organic recording of it and also just the, uh, the lyrical content. What do you think? Yeah, and I actually would would 
say they've got uh, more to say than just killing time. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm tainted because of... I remember when uh, the first single came out for for uh, Zeit, and your your summation of that is like a, you know, the sand's in the hourglass, time's running out even for us. I feel like maybe that 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 struck a chord with me when I heard that song, and it kind of hung over this whole album. There's definitely... There's definitely a theme of time and a theme of saying goodbye on this record. Whether or not that means anything for their career, who knows? But I feel like that is a that is a that there that is a constant uh, bell chiming as you listen to this. Yeah, it's it's more introspective throughout the entire album than I think that we're used to seeing from them, um, and definitely. You know, if they weren't all old men, I mean, God, they're pushing 60, some of them. The the lyrical content about time wouldn't be as a, well, it might not as carry much weight, but you got you to gotta wonder how much longer can these guys trudge around with giant flamethrowers covered in grease, banging out these hard riffs, you know. I wouldn't, if they, if they said, uh, it's time to sit, like in the last track in this record, bid us adieu then uh, I would say, job well done, gentlemen. You gave us an incredible discography and many memories. And pound for pound, I've got enough songs here to last the rest of my life and then some, so thanks. But uh, we'll see there. Can I uh, just quick shout out? I love the album cover. It looks like it could be a Beatles or like a Who album cover. You like the band members just walking down a spiral staircase around this weird, like, not Stonehenge, but some kind of old rock chiseled rock uh dome and they're walking around it just it just looks like classic rock it's pretty it's pretty cool well it's a quick shout out to brian adams you know that right <laughs> no i'm not kidding Bri- okay. brian adams uh-huh. he of uh uh everything i do i do it for you uh-huh. Uh-huh. Prince of yeah 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 he yeah. he did the photography for the album i'm, I'm not kidding you wow not Brian a joke. Adams. I couldn't even make that up. <laughs> Brian Adams. Uh, also, we mentioned him in the Frontline Assembly. They recorded in his studio in Canada. Uh, it's all connected, man. And I think As we can both say. agree Brian Adams is the better of the two Adams sing- uh, Ryan Adams singer-songwriters. So, yes. Yeah, I'd say that <laughs> as a human being and also, I mean, I think I like maybe three Brian Adams songs as opposed to <laughs> no Ryan Adams songs. <laughs> I just remember I mean, that Ryan, Ryan Adams used to throw a tantrum when everybody, anybody asked him to play summer of 69 at his concerts. I remember that was like a, that was like an ongoing bit. Um, that was, that was kind summer of, of 69 fun. is a good song. It's a good, it's almost like a parody of a Bruce Springsteen song, but in a good way. <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Oh, so yeah, during the course of the pandemic, they got together and they said, you know, we can't tour anymore right now so they they propose postpone their tours uh, one of which i'll finally hopefully see knock on wood in september postponed twice now and they're just sitting around they're like well shit we are getting older why don't we write some songs together and the spontaneity of that happening unplanned i think you can kind of hear it in this record it just seems a little looser to me and not in a bad way not an unplanned way it's just, you know, sometimes listen to Rom, like it still sounds like a German band that has supreme efficiency, but there's just an organicness to this record that I really like that uh, 
kind of sounds new for them. Do you, do you agree at all? I do in the sense that it doesn't sound as like intricately planned as some of their previous ones. Um, there is some more improvisation on the tracks and um, they seem to be in this headspace with maybe four exceptions. Uh, they seem to be in like more of a swooping, like epic headspace. And uh, they're in that kind of zone for most of the songs on here. Um and I think every album has examples of those songs, but um, sometimes it's a little, the, sometimes they save them for just the right moments. And this one, they're kind of in that zone most of the time, which is fine. And that's, is, yeah, that's fine great. with me. I love those songs or your own a ditch uh, of the world. Those are, those are great. And yeah, this, this one, like I said, I, and I, when I say introspective, those are the moments I feel are the more introspective. But, uh, I, I, I have the same got... feeling. Yeah, it, it, this one does, you know, I mean, yes, there's a song called uh, Dick and Tits, but I mean, <laughs> for the most part, they're in a, uh, they're, they're looking inward. And um, I, even if I don't know the lyrics, um, I can tell they're, uh, you know, it's, it's an emotional record. Well, I'd, I'd say that Dick and Tits is my favorite of the, uh, no, actually that, that's not fair. But as far as uh, the songs about body parts go, yeah, I mean it's, it pairs well with pussy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's I I would say it's one of the better horn dog one of the, one of their better horn dog songs. The horn, sure. yeah, that's actually I I should sit down one day and make a chart and yeah, put all the like make a mixtape of the horn dog songs. <laughs> sell uh, sell it with Spanish Fly, yeah, at the at the, at the, <laughs> the neighborhood. I mean, let's just, let's going in, going into the album. Yeah, uh, I mean it's got uh it's got eleven songs. And it opens with Army of the Dreary, which is Arme der Tristan. And that's like a, it's like a mid-paced heavy opening track. I uh, think it sets the table pretty well. What do you think about the opening track? We'll go through these pretty quick here. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, once again, it sets the stage. I don't have too much to say on this. This one, um, I, it is great for building a mood, um, but uh, it leads into kind of more memorable tracks. <laughs> yeah that first All track right. it, it's got that cool uh sampled string intro I, it sets the it sets the tone pretty well um but uh it just leads into uh maybe more memorable tracks but it's definitely a good playsetter. but what i like about it is it does that that synth string intro is something that you're going to see some of that on this record throughout it and Flocke, <clears throat> who is one of the chief songwriters I think he definitely informs a lot of the decisions they make on this record. Um, and that's one of them is there's like some exotic synth string work on a couple of records or songs actually makes me think of things like uh secret life of Arabia era Bowie. Okay. Like, I do actually get some uh, Berlin trilogy vibes and Kraftwerk vibes with some of the, uh, the electronic choices on this album. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean that that's, you know, I've, I've heard track two a billion times, the title track Time, Zeit, but uh, I can never get tired of it. I think it's pretty audacious to put such a great song as track two. Only Romstein would put something that could be a, an album closer as track two like this. Yeah, it. I was thinking the same thing. This could easily have been the closer, but they <laughs> took the theme of this song and, and somehow sent it nuclear into a, to a double closer on this album that we'll get to. Uh, That's a great point. Definitely yeah. is what they did. They, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, this album yeah. definitely has a thematic through line. Not a not a concept album by any means, but right. Uh, it's, it's pretty impressive how they, they they did it, and it's pretty organic. It's not shoved down your throat like every song isn't you know named after parts of a clock. No, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, this song is one of their prettiest mel- melodies. Um, this one gets uh, it definitely stirs me when I listen to it, um, and. Uh, uh, I think, I mean, your your breakdown of the video and what the song's about in one of our previous episodes, Steve, just being, you know, time runs out, you know, for all of us. Uh, and, but that's okay. Uh, that kind of resolution. It's a beautiful, beautiful track. And, and you know, yeah, you can right. try to do ballsy, what you can. You can ballsy track. You can, try to, you can try to shove the babies back into the vaginas, but it's just not going to happen. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some imagery in that video. It's very well done, like all their videos. Um, I think my favorite part of that video is that uh, Oliver, the bass player, they gave him a moment where he's a some kind of Amish farmer and has his daughter has an accident and dies, and it's very metaphysical and cosmic. And uh, the daughter was actually that's his daughter that they used. So uh, they have that scene. And those creatures with the faces that look like the uh, that Tool album cover, uh, the hologram album cover. Uh, what was that? Anima. Uh, anyways, that. Oh yeah. Great character design. Yeah, that's a, that's a great video. I, I dig it, and uh, it's the it's the it's the first of these new videos where the, there's some themes about time and uh, being human going on, and a lot of it displayed by. Uh, our friend Richard, who used to be the hunkiest hunk of the band, uh, they're spotlighting the fact that uh, he's, you know, he's getting up there in age now, and he's just not as not one percent body fat anymore. And <laughs> I don't know if you notice it, but in the Zeit video, he's definitely uh, he just he's wearing he's in the Amish farmer scenes. He's 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 kind of dressed uh, like in a pirate shirt. I don't know. Leaves <laughs> a little room to breathe, if you will. Sure. No, I, I know that. Which I'm, I've been very familiar with that uh, approach for years. So. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fine, Richard. So next we got Schwartz, which, while it doesn't totally pick up the pace a bit, it's a little heavier. You know, what do you think? Black is what it means. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. It 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 is thick. It's a chunky song. Um, I like to think it's about the uh, Mel Brooks version of the the Force. Uh, uh, but I'm sure it's not, uh, but it, it, it is a very thick and, and, and heavy song and, uh, yeah, it's fine. Like once again, this is, I think like our, our, our third, uh, uh, comrade who's not here, uh, Mark is enjoying his wedding anniversary tonight as he should. 
um you know i think he gave this one a a, a b range grade this whole album and and songs weren't jumping out to him and i think that's probably fair i think that kind of goes into what we were saying earlier about how they were kind of in a zone and so they were like i guess you know uh let's say like uh, uh track track listing be damned to a certain degree let's just record what we're feeling and what they're feeling was this epic kind of uh this epic kind of soaring mode with with few exceptions and and i think this is this is definitely another example of that Yes, but I think that I think that B letter grade will increase the more you listen to it. I mean, even over the period of two days, Mike, my first listen to this, honestly, Thursday night, because of course at 9 p.m. I listened to it, uh, 12 a.m. You know, Friday would be 9 p.m. our time, and I actually I didn't think it was bad, but I was like, yeah, that's great, new Romstein. But by like listen three yesterday, I was like, this is the one true way. And then today, I've just been like, yeah, man, they've done it again. So that's uh. It's a, right. it's a grower. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Schwartz is pretty good at starting to grow into the album. I have to say, time aside, Zeit, the title track, the first three tracks are okay. But then the next track is really where it picks up for me. I mean, track two is great. The whole album's great. Oh, yeah. But gifting. It's back, gifting. This album's yeah. backloaded, in my opinion. And we're going to start to see that as we go through. Right. And uh, yeah, the next song, get, get, how you say, gifted, toxic. Yeah. This this could I love it when they do this. This is a throwback to the original sound. Arpeggio EBM synth riffs and thick compressed guitars and and uh, just a rocker. I mean, this is like song is under three minutes, and it is just uh, it's a, it's it's on fire. It cooks. It's, it's a great great throwback track. Yeah, and also like the. The, the, the arpeggios and everything, it's a great throwback track, but still it has some of these operatic classical keys in part of it. Like on one half, you've got your Pong keyboards, as you know I like to call them, your old analog sounding keys. And then you've got these like haunting things going on. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. a beautiful mix. Then when the guitar kicks in, it becomes a Tillhammer song. And you know, then also it has like a good call and response uh, chorus. Uh, you put all that stuff together, you've got classic Rammstein. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, and there's a few more tracks that fall into this formula on this record that that I definitely keep the uh, the attention and the and the heart rate up for sure. Well, it, uh, one of them is the next one, which was a uh, a single. <laughs> yeah. And I love it, which is a zigzag, snip snip, and. This song, again, I think could be, it's like, 
classic Rammstein, modern Rammstein thought and humor that goes into thinking a thong, song through. And just, it's not even verse, chorus, verse either. It's kind of a, it's, it's, it's got a loose structure to it. But uh, man, this song, this song rips. It's catchy as all hell too. It's crazy. This song could be off the first album in its intensity, in a way. But it has some of the lyrical, uh, I mean, Till's become a better lyricist as the years have gone by. Uh, he's like an abstract, weirdo, comedic poet when he wants to be on songs like this. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, it's just got, it, it's it, it's got those keys that could you can hear these keys, like, much like Auslander, the keys on this track could be in uh, in the club, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I was wondering, does zigzag mean like snip snip, or does it mean tick tock, like a clock again? No, Did it means look... snip snip. Just okay, okay, just like in the weirdo video, it's all about plastic yeah. surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to, uh, That's what I thought. Okay. Fight. Yeah, I mean the video, folks, stop what you're doing if you haven't seen this video. It's basically a Mickey Rourke nightmare come to life. <laughs> <laughs> just... uh, I, they had to have had this video in mind when they made this song because the song itself it's a great uh, Rammstein song but it does have even the music has a sense of humor to it it's very slick it's very I mean if there was a version of Rammstein that was like butt rock somewhere that's in this song but it has their genuine quality earnestness to it too but it it is it it just is perfect for what this song is about, yeah. which is really like just this. aging rock stars and, you know, basically defying nature and science to, I guess, stay, stay desirable, which is what they think rock music is all about. And, and, and what I love about it the is, case. is they spotlight, they spotlight again, Richard, who used to be the, the Backstreet right. Boy member of the band. Yeah. Uh, in the video, he's the one wearing a, a very a fake chest plate like Khan from Rafa Khan. He gets, or, or he gets um, the, uh, yeah, the uh, the George Michael from Arrested Development. He gets the muscle the muscle shirt. Yeah. And he's, there's a scene with him smoking a cigarette as he does, but crying in the back, trying to get something to work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. And even the way they deliver zigzag, zigzag, it is a little bit comedic, a little bit glam. Uh, it's a parody, but it still rocks. And I love in it. And this is, this is something on this album that I love is that there's some fade ins and fade outs on this record that give you this feeling that you're approaching music in the distance. And I love it when uh, bands can do that. There's a couple tracks on, on this album that does do that. This one's very specific about it. And you know what I'm talking about? Like it fades in with that, that keyboard, that synth sound. And then you hear them go shouting the Daga sliding, you know, in the distance. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the yeah. best way I can describe that is I'll always have this great memory of, uh, and I've told you guys this, about this before, maybe not in the show, maybe on the show, but it's funny enough. It was for Mark's bachelor party in Oregon, which was 21 years ago now because he just had his 21st anniversary. No, 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 no. Uh, 11th, <laughs> 11th anniversary, but they've been together 21 years. Imagine that Mark and his wife who met when we all worked together at the record store, they've been together 21 years. I mean, that puts them getting back together when they first started drinking and their, their marriage has managed, managed to stay together all this time. Uh, they're true blue. I, I love it. That's the second time I said true blue tonight, but, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's, it's real love folks. Um, I question, I question her eyesight and, uh, <laughs> her sense of humor, but, uh, they're a good couple. <laughs> Anyhow, getting back to that, uh, his bachelor party was in Oregon. 
And in the distance, we heard like this droning guitar riff and we followed it and we found a band playing. We followed it for blocks and then we found a band playing and it turned out the fucking dude in the band was a guy we used to also work with. Um, you remember that, right? Oh yeah. That was like a state away. And he was, you were like, I, you're like, I hear sludge. And uh, yeah. And then we yeah. were, no, then, oh wait, we know the guy playing the sludge. Yeah. But that sensation of hearing music in the distance and drifting towards it, they do that well with some of the fade outs or fade ins on this record. Awesome. Yeah. It gives you a real like cool sense of like, I don't know, detached placement. It's awesome. And uh, after you're done being wowed by the, uh, the, the plastic surgery of zigzag, you've got another barn burner. <laughs> oh man. Um, the song's called okay. Okay stands for Ono Condom. Uh, Eric, that translates to without a condom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I got to say, okay is top tier on this record. This song kind of combines, again, everything I like about Rammstein. It's got, it opens up with more Pong style synths. Um, it's got it, it, the, during the, vo- the verses, it does the good old Rammstein trick of it's just Ollie and Christopher bass and drums during the verses. And then when the guitar kicks in and the, ver- in the, uh, in the choruses, uh, there's great, uh, interplay between the guitars and the keyboards and the guitars with each other. Okay. Is awesome. It's another one that it sounds like a, like classic Rammstein modern production with a sense of humor. What do you, do you think? Are you feeling okay? Like I am. Yeah, and and I think these three tracks together are cool because the album will go into kind of a more go back to that more epic soaring uh, feel that that starts with. But just having these three together just keeps the pace up and and, and keeps the momentum going uh, in a great way. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. Cool track. I want to dig into it a little bit more, but it is the riffage is is fantastic. Yeah, and like I, like I said, the mid to the mid part of this album, they they pick up the tempo a little bit, and then we're gonna end strong in this record. And by end, I mean I, the the last uh, five songs. <laughs> Mina Trinan, my tears. This is now we're taking we're gonna take it down a little bit again. Um, uh, do you, what do you think about this one? Yeah, this one, uh, just to be honest, this came out yesterday. I need to spend some more time with it. I do know that you're right. This opens the door to what could be the heaviest side of a Ramstein record ever. In the sense, when I say heavy, I mean emotionally. Um, even with Dick and Tits coming up in a couple tracks. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 uh, it definitely opens the door to that. The string synths come out. The tempo goes down. Um, and uh, the melodies are heartbreaking and it was a highlight of the trip for me but uh anyhow <laughs> getting back to the album angst fear fear of seagulls fear of the other angst mm-hmm. chunky chunky Rammstein is some of their chunkiest this is you know, Rammstein knows how to be heavy and they know how to be fast but this is them at their thickest Oh, yeah. This song, Angst, is a, it's an all-timer. It goes on the all-timer playlist. I, I I would say this one falls into what you said about... They do the weird production thing where it takes you out of the song for a second and it almost sounds like it's in the distance and then it sucks you right back into it. There's a few moments in this where the music just kind of fades out and then blasts you right back into the middle of it. Um, 
that so I I when you said that earlier, this is the song I was thinking about that had that effect. Um, and and yeah, very loose uh, structure to the song. It's not verse chorus verse either. It's uh, it's it's very interesting how they do it. There's there's like three different kinds of bridges that they just use wherever they want, and uh, it's almost playful. That video, that video is nuts. That video is everything that's happened to all of your QAnon uncles. That's that's that what that video is about. <laughs> I was on mute, just like our QAnon uncles would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything you said is true, all of it, and uh, and. But that video is a comedic masterpiece in a dark way. It's actually, I mean, it's funny, but we're laughing at it's so sad it's true territory. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, what it is, is uh, you've got the band dressed as suburban dads all standing in a circle, vacuuming their little plots of land. And then they wheel in a till Lindemann. It's, it's called, sorry, Steve. It's called mowing when you mow the grass up. <laughs> Is that you don't vacuum? I mean, appreciate it, but <laughs> well, just a little insight into the uh, the gender roles in my home and how everything's <laughs> backwards. Um, no, but then they wheel till in in a, uh, a straight jacket, and he starts speaking into a microphone that goes into tubes that go into their computers, and then they watch the computers. And they start building walls between each other. And then they go back in their computers and they start buying guns and they start firing the guns at their computers. And like the first they make out with everything. their guns, they make out with their guns first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's clearly, it really does sum up like the, the, a lot of the trouble we've been through in the last like 10 years. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's obvious and uh, at the same time, it's obvious, but you got to be obvious. Time, it's not, it's not like condescending. It's, honestly truth like <laughs> and these yeah, and I, mean, I think i think our q and on uncles could watch that and say and and say yeah that's me and and <laughs> for good reason <laughs> and yeah, not a good reason the, the, yeah but they would justify it yeah they're we beyond what i mean is they're beyond they're beyond parody at this point there yeah. you go and seeing the band dressed up like suburban dads uh mowing mowing the lawn is hilarious Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you expect? We all carry fear machines in our pockets now. And it's just, uh, who knows what the end game is, right? There's some deeper themes in there. I suggest looking it up. People smarter than me talk about it. Uh, there's some chocolate that they're eating that has some kind of weird racist undertones. Like I, I'm not uh, educated enough to describe it, but it's worth looking up. Um, all in all, good song, good video. And you you have a very, very deep song like that, or deep, at least deep thematically, heavy song, followed by uh, Dick a Titten, loosely translated, Fat Tits. <laughs> and Fat Tits starts out with uh, a marching band, which is fun. Just a little little marching band ditty, like something you'd hear out of the, uh, you know, the old serials in there, you know, the war is going on and here's what's happening. In the in the in the theater over here with our boys fighting the evil axis, and it's got these uh, little <laughs> little flutes and in, in tubas. Yeah, let's say hi to our boys in blue. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, it really means fat tits. I was sure it meant dick and tits. That's that's too bad. That's, hey, that's listen, I'm just, <laughs> has Wikipedia ever been wrong is my no. question to you. No. Um, but no, d- d- dick and tits is a, it's, you know, it is, like Eric said, it's in the horn dog section of the Rammstein catalog. But it's it's still uh, crafted well. It's, it's more than just a joke. It's a catchy track. I enjoy it. Do you enjoy it? Oh yeah, no, it's and and I'm the most critical of some of their horn dog songs where it just feels so out of place on an album. But if you if they didn't call it that and you were just listening to it and don't speak the language, it would it would feel like maybe another shredder on this record that that didn't that did that didn't seem out of place at all. It's not uh you know mariachi horns or anything like that. It 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 fits. Oh, all back to you and your problem with the mariachi horns. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love mariachi horns when when they make sense when they make sense. But that actually, yeah, this does go in the file with the the puta song. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. And uh, two tracks left here, and the highlight of the album for me, actually, I believe, is Lugan, the second to last track. It's the second track on the album that uses some auto tune. Uh, I don't know if you caught it or Eric, but uh-huh. earlier oh, yeah. the track, oh, yeah. a, okay. Briefly used earlier, used more on this track. Um, it's used very well on this track. On, on this track. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the song starts out very somber. It does. Ha- it almost has when the, when the guitars kick in, it gets heavier. It's kind of that like black gaze they call it. Uh, it's like that shoegazy black metal style that uh, your your wolves in the throne rooms or your um, that band Mark always talks about. Uh, they have that album Sunbather. Their name excuse me right now. That style of, you know, metal, the, the, the riffs just kind of soar into the distance. Um, it's a very, very emotional song. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. I think the auto tune is used to great effect. And when you're taking, when you're taking who's probably my favorite vocalist, one of my favorite vocalists, top five hands. And you decide to use auto tune. I'm almost like, why would you, you know, why would you paint over the Mona Lisa? But no, the way they use it is amazing. Ganz viel dichten und auch denken. Herz und Seele so verschenken. An jemand, der es wert ist. Und wenn ich vor bin, mich vermisst. Sonntagskaffee und auch Kuchen. Und die Großmutter besuchen. The auto tune is basically meant to turn uh, Till into a modem that's that's crapping out on you at the end of a, a 1990s uh, America Online expedition. Um, it, it, it absolutely works. Uh, what works for me on this song is, yeah, that you're right about the the, the metal gaze guitars, but I love that the, there's this harp chord progression that starts the song, and it's only four notes. And they 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 go throughout the entire track, 
and they are so loud, these, these harp strums. And even when the metal guitar riffs are just fuzzed out and huge, you can still feel the harp and the harp just drives the beat. And I think that's a really cool part of this song. Um, I agree with you. Uh, the the, this album closes so strong because of these last two tracks. They, they go together as an emotional, emotionally satisfying end to this record. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I won't, I won't lie. Why would I? Uh, this song literally made me uh, cry when I first heard it. Uh, I don't know if it's just uh, the overall somberness of this album or reflectiveness. It's not somber. It's reflective. And just thinking about how, you know, different life is right now in this last two years. When you actually sit and think about the last two years, it's fucking crazy that, uh, you know, a lot of people have died, but also that we have, we've adapted by now. And it's just, I mean, shit, you and I are going to see each other for probably the second or third time in two years tomorrow. It's, it might be the Tragic. second. It might Tragic. be the third. It's definitely the second. That's insane. Right. That's, that's, that's crazy. We're like best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and you know, listen, we haven't been on lockdown this entire time. It's just, you had the lockdown. And then the fact that we're old men and our schedules just do don't align, you know, but still it's, yeah. uh, we're getting older. This album's talking about getting older and this song says it beautifully. And just that part where the auto tune is shouted so loud that it distorts. is is really awesome. Um, it is. It is. It's good. It's uh, I totally, totally approve of them branching out, doing something a little different here. And yeah, usually yeah. autotunes used to cover up mistakes. Uh, there's nothing to cover up with Rammstein. They, uh, they, they use a different tool in the kit to shade the song completely differently, and it's, it's great. So Lugan, top marks. And it goes into the last track, which is also emotional. Uh, a little bit more, less, uh, less erratic than Lugan is Adu. <clears throat> And it starts out, this actually, this one starts out again, also similar to the opening of the record with some kind of like exotic key tones that again, bring me back to low era Bowie. And it's got some really chunky, specifically paced guitar work. And it's got Till singing about just saying goodbye. Oh yeah. And, and the translation for this one is wonderful and some of my favorite lyrics that they do and honestly this could be the last Rammstein song or this could be the last song <laughs> like I, I think like like I don't know if they meant to you know they may have just written a song that they'd love to close a concert out with and that would work for that or this could be the last song ever written in the human existence and that would work too um you know, Lyr with me that would be fine and probably yeah. with you you'd be okay with that the last thing yeah. you hear is a Rammstein song yeah That's fine. yeah <laughs> Don't worry, we are with you. One last time, let's sing. Adieu, goodbye, until we meet again. You have to go the last way alone. One last song, one last kiss. No miracle will happen. Adieu, goodbye, until we meet again. The time with you was great. Like, just just beautiful. Like, the, 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 I think there's lyrics in here, too, about how every last one of us will die alone. <laughs> and yeah. it's, that, it's that German existentialism. And when you really think about it, it does apply. It's, 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 it's universal. And, uh, but just like, you know, this music, this, this, the power, I guess the power of music will be with you. Even if you are alone when you die, I think is, is what it's about. And once again, this could be the final Ram Rammstein song, probably not, but it could be, and that would be appropriate and it could be, it would. Yeah. It could be the, the song as the meteor hits the earth and that would be equally appropriate. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree. I think in, in the way he delivers those choruses is great. It's a uh, it's a heartfelt and also heavy track. And Eric, this is where until tomorrow, I'm very excited to see you and our co-host. I say adieu to you. Let's wrap it up. That was a fun little bonus. Allein. Doch du wirst immer bei uns sein.